The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. What do you think is power? Whips, guns, money? You can't turn men into slaves unless you break their spirit, kill their capacity to think and act on their own, tie them together, teach them to conform, to unite, to agree, to obey. That makes one neck ready for one leash. Ellsworth. (laughs) And that is the villain in The Fountainhead, a fabulous book if you don't ever want to be taken in by, a, by this type of a person, a person who wants to control your mind, whether it's an abusive spouse who tells you what to do, when to do, who tries to isolate you, who humiliates you, who tries to break your spirit, or whether it's a politician who tells you that he calls the shots, that you have to listen to what he says, that his actions, that his thoughts control your brain, your mind. You want to guard yourself against it, and I can't recommend a better book than Ayn Rand's, actually her two books, but The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged. They are my favorite books, and her name is A-Y-N-R-A-N-D. You can go to my website, drkenner.com, and check them out. They're very, very popular. And I am Dr. Ellen Kenner. I'm a clinical psychologist here to take your calls and questions on any concerns you have. You know what? I got to call her. No, wait. No. I'm calling her. No. Wait. I shouldn't call her, but I want to. (laughs) Okay. My number is toll-free, 1-877-D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. And right now, I want to welcome Karen to the show. Karen, you're having a problem with a coworker? Yes. Yeah, what's going on? Um, I made a comment about her hair, and she's African-American. And she, I complimented her, stating it looked like Whoopi Goldberg. She thought it was an insult and got mad. And uh, I said, well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way, and she reported me to HR. So I have a conference call with HR tomorrow, and I'm worried because several people had just got let go two weeks ago in our office, yeah. and I got saved. Okay. So now I think she's trying to get rid of me, and this is just ridiculous, I think, but I don't, I'm kind of scared because I need my job. I just bought a house, and I'm single. Okay. And if you feel you're being framed by her over the... Re- uh, a nothing comment about the hair, and if you told, what if what if someone came up to me and said, Ellen, your hair looks like, oh, uh, it's my hair is now completely straight, but it used to be all frizzy. Your hair looks like the woman on Saturday Night Live. The, what was it, Gilda Radner? Oh, yeah. You know, what am I going to do? Turn you into HR, or what if we were different skin colors or something? You know, it, it's, you, what you can do is engage HR's cooperation. If I'm in your situation and you're HR, what would you say to me? What are you anticipating they'll say to you? Um, I think she's going to ask me what comments did you say to this young lady that made her so mad she thought that you were being racist. Yes. That's what I think that this is going to come to. You know something? Yes, I understand that. And I am, my jaw dropped when that happened, when she took it that way. I was saying it is a compliment, and I am dumbfounded. And I would love your help in knowing how to handle the situation. Okay. You, you, what you're doing is you're trying to engage their cooperation. You're trying to help them to see that you didn't mean it at all, and you can't control how HR is going to respond. What do you think they'll say? Um... 
I, you know, I was in there with HR when they let the other two, well, they asked me to leave the room and then they let the other two girls go. Okay. So I think that they know my work performance is there. And I think that she's just going to say, you know, you need to watch what you say in the work environment, even though you didn't mean it as an insult. Um, apparently she perceived it in a different way than you intended it to be. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm a bit concerned. I'm still in role play with you. I'm a bit concerned because it seems like I, I don't know whether she was just overly sensitive, sensitive to this or whether the idea that people are being let go is getting to people in the office and if she had a different motive. I don't know what's going on, but that scares me. And if you have any tips on how to work uh, with her so we can have a collaborative atmosphere in there, given the, you know, the current situation, you know, I'm open, uh, I'm open to hearing anything you can tell me. Okay. Um, I also... I wanted to kind of, um, I just found out, too, that she, somebody reported her to her boss. Then she also called a manager of someone else that sits next to me, and then she reported me to HR. Okay. So this is a role that I don't know if she's trying to get back because she got in trouble. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's I, I don't know. I'm just, I understand oh. what you're saying. Try to put it back on HR. Well, it's not putting it back on HR. It's that you are in an innocent situation, and you're want you're wanting to not. Uh, sometimes, the best people, the people who will make an innocent comment, and somebody takes it in a way that you never anticipated, and it just it throws you for a loop because you never meant it that way. Sometimes you don't know how to handle it, and you want to work with the people who are HR. That's what human resources is supposed to do. On what is the best way to handle this? What if she, if HR comes back and it's made up stuff, like it's nothing to do with the hair situation? If what would he give me an example? Well, I'm just saying, what if she's crying racist in another form? You know, I don't know. You know. Um, but, uh, there was another gal that was very complaining about something in the work office that day, and I'm thinking that she overheard her and mistakenly is saying that I said things, and it wasn't me. But I really just don't want to get in the mix of that. It's okay. none of my business. Everything I, you you're, know. Yeah, what you're telling me right now, Karen, is perfect. This is the perfect conversation to have with HR that I'm concerned. I know she got reported to her boss prior to calling me. Mm-hmm. You're giving them the context. You have more data. As long as you're not lying, as long as you're not making it up, you say, listen, I, I know that she got reported to her boss before she spoke to, before she reported me. I know that somebody else made a comment in the office that was a little off color and I don't know, maybe it was getting to her, and when I made the comment, it might have, she might not have seen it as the compliment, and I I don't want to get in this mix. That's what you're saying. You, you sound, you come across as such a decent person. Okay. That I, well, I am. I, I just don't, I want my job. I love my job, actually. And let them know that. And I just don't want to play these childish games. I really don't. Right, and you didn't play any game. No, I feel that I didn't at all. So I was very can, sincere about what I said. 
so you can say, but even just telling me that, like already, if I were HR listening to you, I would say, I want to watch this other woman closely. I don't want her to be able to harm any of our good employees by making, uh, by making brush fires on the side that have nothing to do with uh, business, with the okay. job. Okay, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out how to deal with. I don't know what's going to come at me tomorrow. I have no idea. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm just speculating that I it could be a tall tale, it could be the hair, it could be what the other girl said, and she's trying to say that I said it. You know, so I'm just trying to figure out where to go. You just be true to the truth, and okay. you will like yourself at the other end. It's, that's the that's all you can do is be true to yourself, be true to the facts. And you'll have integrity, and how other people behave is somewhat out of your control. But you're, you assume that you're speaking to a reasonable person in HR. That's the goal. Okay. That's the goal. You know, when I used to, I worked at a psychology office, and I had a boss at one point who would make sexual innuendos and jokes and things. Mm-hmm. And I just saw them as absolutely playful. And I saw them almost as a breath of, he wasn't doing it as a come on. But it was just a breath of fresh air that they weren't getting into the political correctness in the office. Right. And the last thing I would ever do would be to turn him in because he told a funny joke that had a sexual uh, content to it. So well, see, that's how I am. That's kind of old school. It's like, yeah, I you know, there's all kinds of things right, but in the, the office, and it's like you just let them go. Right, right. But you Depends sound on how you take them. Yeah, the way you handled it sounded wonderful in talking with me. I think you'll be in good shape. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for your call, Karen. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Okay. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and coming up, have you ever been told, oh, I think you're wonderful, I think everybody in this class is wonderful, you're all equally good, or I love all my kids, they're all the same, I love them all the same. What effect do such words, telling you that you're all the same or awarding the title of valedictorian to 37 members of the same high school graduation class or telling your children that you love them all equally, what effect does that have? We'll be talking with Dr. Tara Smith about the injustice of trying to use lies to avoid hurting someone's feelings. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path of Romance by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. Is it possible for a person with genuine self-esteem to suffer a temporary blow? Yes. This typically happens when we feel we fail to gain or keep something that we highly value. We failed a test, we lost a job, we were jilted or abused. A genuinely confident man or woman may temporarily feel low and disoriented when rejected by a loved partner. Being rejected doesn't necessarily mean you're unlovable. Maybe you had the wrong partner. Keep this in full focus. You can grieve the loss while reminding yourself of your good traits. Many relationships that don't work are simply a matter of a wrong match. You do not devalue yourself. Rather, you feel, this really hurts, but at the deepest level, I'm still a worthy person. You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com. 